Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. This is Jason Roundsville. I am joined today by my co-host, Dylan Ray, and also on the phone, we have Charles Whitwam. Charles was one of the instrumental members for getting SB 252. This was the issue that affected bear hunting, basically shut down bear hunting in California. And he was one of the leaders of the charge that was able to get that drop. So Charles, I welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for those kind words they really are uh, it was my pleasure to be a part of it it was incredible you to see bet. where it give, went you know what give us a little background on you you know tell us tell us about charles um well i grew up in michigan where at the time i thought everybody in the world hunted and uh had chickens and and, and all that that's just how i grew up and sounds uh, like so a I, pretty nice world to me it is incredible, especially, you know, thinking back on it and having kids now in California and just, I was just talking to my friend John yesterday and he's talking about his kid and it was about playing video games. I was like, yeah, you know, I'd like to do that too. But then, I mean, I loved it, but I also had hundreds of acres just outside of my house. And he's like, yeah, I got yeah. hundreds of, I got hundreds of feet, <laughs> you know, yeah. until the next house, you know, so it's, it's just, it, it really was incredible to grow up. Um, in that situation. So I grew up hunting, um, mostly concentrated on, on big game and I mostly bow hunted, but I, I like to hunt everything. And then I eventually made my way out to California through actually through guiding, but not, not hunting guiding, but it was backpack and expedition type guiding. There was a company that I, that I got involved with that was based in the Bay area. So that's, that's what got me out here. And then I finally got into hunting out in California. I was actually I kept going back out east to Ohio and, and Michigan because it was it was so different out here. The zones and the way the tags worked and all that. And I just and I didn't know anybody that hunted out here. Um, and I just felt like it wasn't I felt like the hunting was no good here. I didn't even know really people hunted here. It was kind of funny looking back on it, especially all the bonus points that I preference points that I missed out on buying and all that. But Anyways, right. 2010, I found wild pigs, which fascinated me in California. Oh, yeah. And I started seriously hunting them. And then and then I got into blacktail and, and turkey and everything else, you know. So so here I am. Now I have a, 
a normal business that I operate. And then I am also an out, a hunting outfitter and guide in, in California as well. Okay. And what do you outfit for there in California? Um, mostly wild pig, but, uh, okay. this, this year I'll be starting, uh, Turkey. I have a ton of Turkey properties. Um, I have a good bear property ironically and um and also um black-tailed deer on the coast nice okay yeah. excellent well how did how did you get involved with you know when you saw the sb252 come up how, what was your thinking behind you know we need to do some stuff because we've seen these before you know i actually lived in california when they introduced legislation to eliminate hound hunting for bears. Mm -hmm. And so what was it that, that you just said, Hey, you know what, this is not right. This is an attack on our, you know, livelihood and the way we're doing things. This, we need to do something different. What, what flipped that switch for you? I think what flipped the switch was the timing was perfect. So I had been wanting to get into bear hunting for a number of years now. Uh, and it was, I had no interest in it before just not specifically, you know, anything. And then a, um, I had a, a sow charge me cause it had cubs when I was bow hunting blacktail and it was the, the most scared I'd ever been by far. And it wasn't, and I didn't, you know, blame the bear or anything like that. It just, I don't know what it was, but it got me interested. And I said, man, I, I want to find out more about bear. That was insane. I was so close to, you know, a sow with cubs. It was Right. It's insane. She's bluff charging me. Right. And then you hope. I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, it, that's what it ended up being. So, yeah. No, no shots. I only had a bow, you know, I, yeah. I had my bow pulled back, but, um, you, you know, no, no one got hurt. So I, uh, and then I kind of found a few areas, uh, with a buddy of mine where there was a ton of bear and just seeing how they lived um, seeing their sign and then actually seeing more bear. So actually concentrating on bear. And then this past year in 2020 said, I'm going to go specifically bear hunting deer will be secondary. Right. And I got a bear. I saw nice. in fact in one day I saw six bear, right? So I'm now, seeing more deer. I, no, but I got it in bow range, okay. of course. So, okay. That's so how it I, works. Yeah, I tried with my bow. I couldn't make it happen. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go on a big trip here. And I just want to, you know, my goal is to get a bear. And and I sometimes I kind of feel this way with a when I'm hunting with a bow is I need to I need to earn the respect of the hunt. I can't get too greedy and be like, oh, I'm just going to go with my recurve or something like I got to I got to make my way to that that bow scenario. So sometimes that's how I'll, I'll play it out. I'm kind of new species, but anyways, I was, I don't know, within 30 yards of two bears snuck in on them and, and I got a great bear, you know, the, he went five yards and there I am with a bear and it's like, wow, this is, this is so cool. What a, you know, it's a beautiful animal, a new animal, new animal to, to skin out and take the meat out and eat. And, and honestly, I, probably had a lot to do with its diet i i think it tastes better than blacktail so this was all just in the fall this past fall right and and i also had read and this this really has a lot to do with my involvement in this bill um for whatever reason i have no idea how i came across it but there was a study done in 2009 i think it was 2009 to 2013 by five wildlife biologists um two i think were from california one was from oregon and two were from new zealand i think um and they studied they did a study in the mendocino national forest which is about um you know two hours two and a half hours north of san francisco on black-tailed deer so they put collars on them vhf collars and, and gps and the the part that really struck me struck me was their conclusions were the deer numbers were in rapid decline now this is back then 2009 to 2013 when there was still hound hunting we were meeting our quotas which i think was 1700 a year there you know before they ended the season and they they said that uh black bears are the number one 
cause for fawn mortality, deer fawn mortality. Right. And from everything that they looked at, it suggests it pointed towards mountain lions were killing more deer because bear would steal the carcass from the mountain lion, causing the mountain lion to have to go out and kill another deer. And I, right. I, I, I believe, you know, mountain lions generally, they, they need to kill a deer a week, which is already a lot. So they, so the deer numbers were in rapid decline. So I wow, you know, this makes me, I, I got to get more in the bear hunting. <laughs> I got to get more people in the bear hunting because I don't know anybody who has said deer hunting's gotten better in the last 10 years in California. You know? Right. So a friend of mine texted me. He goes, did you see the bear band bill? And it was right when it came out, Ryan Sabalo from the Sacramento Bee. He, he generally writes these articles on, on issues like this. He, you know, pushed it out there and, I couldn't really at the time, I mean, this was the day it came out, but I didn't see, I didn't see anything on it. Like nobody was talking about it on Instagram. There wasn't an alarm going off from, from anybody. So I called, um, kind of my, my crew that I worked with on the last bill, there was a bill three or four years ago. It was about pig hunting. The humane society was involved in it. And we did a, a few things to try and get that stopped. And it was, it was, that bill, there was something hidden in the text. The bill was actually, it looked good. A lot of hunters supported it until they found out what was hidden in the text. So I called them up and said, we cannot, if this bear ban passes, this is the only way to think about it. It is the, it is the end of hunting. It's it. Because 10 years from now, I'll probably have to agree based on science that, you know, I don't know what, I don't know if 10 years would be that number, but I'm just giving an example. But Based on that science, our deer numbers might be so bad that I'd have to say, yeah, we need to stop deer hunting here. So, which then, you know, what would that lead to? And what would that lead to? You know, this this is an entire industry facing the end of hunting. And this is how we need to get the word out. And people need to take this that seriously. And it should have been with everything else as well. But we can't change that. We can't change the mountain lion ban. We can't change the bobcat ban. We can't change the hound hunting ban, but this is our time. We have to do something. This is huge. And, um, and I think, you know, we did a good job at, at, at educating on why bear hunting is important. Um, their effect on deer numbers. I think we did a good job at educating on why people need to buy bear tags and also take bear. Cause there's so many people We're I don't feel like we're doing our part. We're not meeting the quota anymore. I think we could, but people look at bear as a kind of a secondary animal, a secondary tag that they have in their pocket. Or yeah, like, you, you know, know, I don't. Earlier, you said you know, oh, you were deer hunting and you know came across the bear. I think, I think a yeah. lot of people, uh, a lot of the general population view it that way. But mm-hmm. there is a huge contingent of people that just love bear hunting. I mean, we some of our members, you talk to them and and their eyes just light up when they start talking about bear hunting. So. Oh yeah, certainly there are. There needs to be more though. <laughs> um, yeah. At the same time, the people that are complaining about deer numbers and all they saw was bear, and I'm like, well, okay, there's a Cor- gotta, correlation. We, there's a correlation there. So let's take some let's take some action on that. So, anyways, we started. My friend. Uh, um, John again, he goes, you know, have you thought about a, um, a petition? Cause I'm just like, dude, what are we going to do? Like, this is, I, I see a lot of people, you know, whenever a bill comes up, I read a lot of articles and, you know, there's a lot of posts and why this is bad, but what can we really do? And especially with, with COVID going on, can we even show up to the board meetings? Like, right. I'm like, God, this is, this is bad. So my, my buddy John goes, I don't know, have you tried, have you thought about a petition? I'm like, you mean change.org? And he goes, yeah. And he said, I think to make an impact, you need to get at least 10,000 signatures. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll try it. So I wrote that up and I used a lot of the data in there, you know, so it was all about, you know, using science-based um, wildlife management and a lot of data from that study. And I spread it to, now, mind you, I have, you know, I basically did this on Instagram. I I had, you know, 1,700 followers or something. So it's not like, you know, it's not like I can reach that many people. But the people that I know know people or, you know, and and I felt like it could work if we did this right. And, man, 
it just worked out right. Everybody was on it and start spreading it and spreading it and spreading it and messaging and tagging over and over and over and over again. This is in a five day period. And we had, you know, individuals from, you know, with, with that didn't have a following on up to people with, you know, a hundred thousand followers, literally putting the petition, taking out their website in their, in their, um, Instagram profile and putting the URL for the petition in it. Yeah. And then when we saw this, you know, when we saw it, it, you know, it just, it struck right away because it, it hits a couple of, of points that we at Pope and Young believe very heavily in. In fact, we put out a position statement on it is number one, all of a sudden this is taking the management of wildlife away from wildlife managers. And right. we're against that. The, the wildlife management does not belong at the ballot box. It belongs in the hands of the professional, just like accounting. You know what? We, do, we don't vote as a general population on, on how accounting principles are done. You know, it's right. That's decided and, and we work around it. We have the best people in the business to manage our wildlife. We need to trust the educated people to do the best with those resources. And that's the one. And then the second one, and we're talking about it all the time on this, this podcast is we have got to stick together and, yeah. you know, as men and sports women, you know, we have got to stick together. And I was actually in California when the ban came up for banning hound hunting for bears down there. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it, you know, I worked for another organization and we approached them cause it was, you know, we were a, a hunting organization or, or at least founded on that principle. And we went, we said, Hey, you know, here's something that negatively affects hunters. You know, this is something we should be involved in. And they're like, Nope, it doesn't affect, doesn't affect ducks. It doesn't affect us. We're, we're not having any part of it. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, now, you know, there's gotta be a time where we step in and, and, you know, I was outvoted and, and I think a lot of people, were disappointed at the lack of support across the wide, you know, the broad spectrum of, of hunting and fishing and outdoors people. And I think the one thing that I saw this time that we're always preaching here is that we have got to stick together. You know, you may not be a bear hunter, but guess what? This affects you. You know, if you're a deer hunter or, or if you just want to go hunt rabbits, I mean, they're going to start with bears and then they're going to go, to, to something that you actually may care more about. So if you don't stand up now with your neighbors, you may not have a chance and there might, might not be anybody left to stand up with you when it's your turn to, to get on the chopping block. Well, Jason, it's that old mentality of like, you know, if I see somebody broken down on the side of the road, I'm going to help them because when I'm broken down, I want somebody to help me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I vote a lot. So you have to do that. (laughs) Yeah. You don't want to be on the ocean with no help. No, 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 you're exactly right. And, and that was um, our main message, I think, to, to getting numbers out. In, in California, one of the things was like, I need to get CWA. I need to get the National Wildlife, National Wild Turkey Federation. And you get yeah. the California Deer Association. They're next, you know, that, that directly affects them. But right. um, it was duck season at the time. It was actually the, the, the last season, the last weekend of the, of the, of the season. And I made a couple posts and I, it was basically imagine this is your last weekend duck hunting. Cause that's, what's going to happen. And that's how you ever in California. And you can't say, I'm just going to go to another state. Cause now look at what's going on in this state, in this state, in this state, this isn't just a California thing. This isn't just, this isn't a political thing. It's, you can't look at it that way anymore. It doesn't like throw all that stuff to the side. If you are a sportsman, an angler, you know, we need all of you plus more. And we need to educate yeah. the public with exactly what you were just saying about. And, and I and I think a lot of the problem is people just don't know. They don't they think they can just vote on anything. And that's the way it should be. They probably don't know. In fact, I know that people don't know this. because I've been told this now. They don't know that there's actually wildlife biologists in your state that are that are collecting data and, and doing research and they don't know that animal populations because of conservation efforts have increased 
because right. of what's been put in place. They, they literally do not know that. And so our other challenge is, is to get, I mean, basically what the Humane Society of the United States, who they do, they, they sponsor a lot of these bills. They find somebody who they can, you know, manipulate or whatever, whatever it is to, you know, they give them a bunch of information and this is what we need to do. And your voters, you know, agree with this. And we took a poll and most of the people in your state think this way, which is, we can talk about the poll, the questions that they ask, you could ask a bear hunter and he'd be like, yeah, I'm against that. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, they just word it in a certain way. Right. So what we need to do is say, okay, you are being, the humane society is coming at you and, and essentially trying to convince you to deny science-based research is that because science-based research does exist here it is here's what it says are you now going to um oppose that i don't think you will i really don't i mean there'll be some that will but i but i think we really need to fight to fight that me- with that message yeah and i think we can change um this idea of of you know hunters and and you know we're just killers and we're just killing animals and you know we're destroying wildlife it's the exact opposite we're protecting wildlife and that's what the yeah. petition said that's what you know a couple of petitions say now it's actually about protecting wildlife if you take the ballot box approach you're more than likely destroying wildlife <laughs> which the common ground i i think most of the people involved here they actually do want to protect wildlife. They're just not sure how to do it. So we have to show them how to do it and what it really means. And, yeah. and hunters also need that information so they can, so they're not just like, well, I don't know. I've been hunting all my life and this is what I do. And I like the food and that's all I have to say about it. We, you know, we got to give them some, some, uh, we need to educate them about, uh, you know, these issues so they can talk to people as well. You know, there's in a smart manner. Ab- absolutely. And it's when you start looking at that and, and, you know, being in the hunting industry and the, the conservation industry for, you know, 30 years now, as I travel around the country and you talk to people, they have no idea the success stories that we have with wildlife populations in North America that have come on the backs of outdoors people. Hunters and fishermen, the Pittman-Robertson Act, I mean, this funds wildlife conservation I, and and people that aren't in it they don't understand they don't understand that a portion of every gun sale a portion of every ammo sale every bow every everything that we buy to pursue that game goes back towards the resource mm-hmm. and they just don't realize that they don't understand they they think that oh there's this little you know you for you utopia version of well if we just let everything be it will naturally find a balance Mm-hmm. We're so far off of the natural balance of things that that's not exactly how it works. It needs to be managed. You know, if, if you let your grass grow outside, it doesn't just happen to mow itself. You have to go mow the grass or it just overgrows. There's, there's things at stake that we have to participate in the active management on. And I think that's what people don't necessarily realize is that, oh, you know, 500 years ago, there was, there was a natural balance we've kind of thrown some wrenches in that and it's not that way anymore. Mm-hmm. No, we're, we, we are a part of that balance. It's the human element that I think people struggle with. Yes. Um, and it's what we can do um, to, and, and it's proven, <laughs> you know, we can prove what we've done. You know, bison would not be here. Turkey would not be here. You know, uh, white tailed deer, elk, white tailed deer, you name it. And they are, yeah. Speaking of white tailed deer, I mean, they're absolutely flourishing. Right. I mean, the yeah. numbers are insane. So, uh, I mean, there's improvements, of course, that you could make, but there's it, it, it can be proven what we have done um, through science based management research, having wildlife biologists, having these programs in place, having quotas in place um, that we are actually doing good for wildlife. Absolutely. I mean, the, the success stories are across the board. And, you know, you brought up earlier, you were talking about California. And for those of us, or, you know, I've spent some time in California. I lived there for, for six years. But for a lot of people across the country, you know, there's this, there's this uh, vision of California being, you know, downtown San Francisco. But if you actually spend time in California, 
there is, it, it surprised even me. And I grew up like you hunting and fishing all the time. It's all I ever wanted to do. And I moved down there and I was really surprised at the outdoor and the hunting culture that exists in California. It's big. I mean, it is, it's bigger than, than where I came from, which, which is saying a lot. And so yeah. for, for folks out across the country that just kind of ride off California, there is some phenomenal hunting in there and there is a huge network and a huge group of people that are every bit the hunters as, as folks in, in, you know, backwoods, Idaho or, or anywhere else. It's, mm -hmm. it's impressive when you see it. And I think not everyone realizes that. Well, I figured this was going to come up. So I'm looking at this page right now with, with some stats on it. So California ranks fifth in the country. Um, I'm just going to read it. The Golden State's 1.82 million hunters and anglers spend 3.5 billion annually and support 56,388 jobs. So that's how big it is. It's fifth in the country. Um, yeah, I believe Florida's number one, and a lot of that has to do with fishing, of course, and hunting. Um, but uh, yeah, no, California's no joke when it comes to our our um, our stance and our place. And I think that's also it's. That kind of information, I don't think a lot of people in California realize that. And when when we were first working on, now again, this was older. This is over a five day period with the petition before the the bill got pulled. But people were saying, ah, this this uh, you know this state is is full of liberals and they're never going to let this pass. And we're not you know our voice isn't big enough. Look what happened with the hounds and all that. Well, we have. I believe in California and especially across the United States, a way larger network and money, much more money than say the humane society has. They are just more organized. We are not organized. So when I look at these numbers, I'm just like, Whoa, what's, I haven't looked at these numbers before. And then I look at other States and I'm going, hold on a second. What's, what is going on here? We're huge. And the money yes. is huge can't say there's a we don't have enough money to fight this stuff you can't say we don't have enough people to fight this stuff and what's also great is we have science and data on our side so the the truth is on our side we just it's like we haven't been using it we haven't been using all this money and 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 all this data that i think can change minds and also you know first we got to get all the hunters together and anglers all sportsmen everybody first we got to do that i mean it's a giant giant army and and then second, you know, recruit others who it's not that they have to be a hunter or an angler or anything like that. But I think I don't think it should be too big of a task, like too much to ask for people to protect wildlife, to base decisions, again, on, on science based wildlife management. So, right. I don't know. I just love those numbers. It's it's incredible. It's huge. Three point five billion annually just in California. That's a chunk <laughs> of change. That's a chunk of change. And a lot of jobs. Yeah. And it's, and, and I think right there, I, I think in the past and, and, you know, when people were bringing up, well, you know, we can't fight it. Look what happened with the hound ban. You know, we weren't all on the same page there and we've taken a few lumps over the years. And I think it's time. I hope, and that's what we continue to preach is I hope people that are out there, you know, when, when an issue comes up that affects bow hunting, you know, if you're not a bow hunter, I hope you still participate and you mm -hmm. still help your bow hunting friends. You know, if, if you're not a duck hunter, but, but a duck hunting issue comes up, I hope you support it because eventually you'll be the one standing on trial and you're going to need, you're going to need the duck hunters and the bear hunters and the hound hunters and bow hunters. You're going to need everybody there backing you. Yeah. And you don't want to be the only one standing there when the music stops and, and there's no chair because you didn't hold one up there for your friends. And so I, I think it's never been more critical than right now for everybody to band together and, you know, people that hunt, the people that fish, because if you think, if you think, oh, I'm just a fisherman, they're not going to come after my fishing, you know, you're already seeing parts of that. Oh, well, you, you can't use lead or you, you have to use barbless hooks or you have, they're, they want to shut it all down. It's or closing matter. down fisheries or closing. Down. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. It's that, it's that sticking together and everybody getting on the same page because we are, we're, we're a huge, 
resource. There's a huge amount of money that is spent on on the outdoor lifestyle, hunting, the fishing, and everything. And if we actually focus that in one direction, it's it's dangerous. People don't want to go up against that. No, and that's that is the um, that's the plan that I'm working on um, with some people. Is you know now I've I've looked at this um, and have. You know, looked at all these hunting organizations and the congressionalsportsmen.org, which I had no idea existed. There's so much good information on there. I had no idea that we had representatives. I had no idea we had a California Sportsman's Caucus. And it's both yeah. Republican and Democrats on there. And I'm like, whoa, wait, a, really? Okay, so maybe when we need to, um, you know, propose that our that our fish and wildlife codes are handled by the the you know, by fish and wildlife, by our biologists, maybe we could look to them to, you know, let's make a switch so we can, so we can do that and we can have science-based management. Um, or maybe even we have a right to fish in the state. We don't have a right to hunt. And there's tons of states, I didn't know this, that have a right to hunt. It's written into the state constitution. So there's, there, there's so many things to do. There's so much information out there. I think the problem is that it's, it's too, it's too far spread. You have tens of, who knows how many um, hunting organizations, either, whether it's within the state or nationally, and then sub-chapters of, of the national organizations. Um, yeah, thousands, I feel like there's, yeah, thousands of them. So I'm trying to figure out how to streamline all of them together to work for everybody. So whether you're a member of an organization, whether you're not a member of an organization, whether you're a giant figurehead, like say Jim Shockey or something, how when there's a ban on so specifically for me when there's a ban on hunting so not like an an interstate deal where it's like you know what are we going to do with these tags and what are we going to do with these tags and because there's people on both sides of the fence there but when there is for me personally what i want to focus on is when there's a ban on hunting how do we get every single sportsman to come together as one voice use the same tools so we don't have you know this company you know this org over here saying we have four thousand members here and this is the letter we wrote to a governor <laughs> and we have this many over here and this is what we did i want to see that number is one i want to see all that power come together i want to see that volume that we have come together as one and and not only you know that would be something to look at but also come together as as a, a source of um education a source of what it is that that we're trying to get to here again trying to convince those who don't cur currently agree with us that they are essentially being manipulated and they need to be on the side of 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 the data of the of science of, of science yeah yeah and it's, so but I think they it's, are you know are the other side is very good you know you, you said it earlier they phrase the question so that that even the diehard hunters are like, oh yeah, that's that's yeah, I'm against that, mm -hmm. and and you don't realize even what what it's about, and then they're master manipulators at mm -hmm. at changing the narrative from a scientific era that you can you can do research and you can have the data to back a position. They're very good at moving that into a an emotional decision. And, and very good at it. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can um, employ those those tactics as well, and 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 also use technology. I mean, the our our um, state, the lobbyist here in California for hunters, or at least one of them, um, he said he'd never seen anything like this in three decades. Like he's never seen a bill just get pulled off before it even went to the. The water and re water resource board who land and water resource board who kind of they look at the bills they decide if it should be edited or move forward or you know go to the senate floor or whatever um it was pulled before it got to that and i think it's because we created the, the difference here so you know everybody was writing articles and all that and you know call your senators or email your senators you know copy and paste copy and paste i don't i wonder sometimes how many people really do that because it, it the reality of, this, of of life today is people want to be able to do something in 30 seconds. They want to be able to yes. take action in 30 seconds or they're not going to do it because it's going to take up too much of their day. So the petition, which really was the only difference in this, you know, if you compare it to another bill, it 
took somebody 30 seconds <laughs> to sign. And then when they sign a letter, all those email addresses of the people who were on the board. So it wasn't just calling your representative. It went to the people who were making the decision um, on this particular bill. So it went to the right people. When they signed it, they got a letter. So if you add it all up, I, I'm not 100% sure how this works. I'm imagining they kind of do it in groups, how change.org does it. Um, but if you if you add it up, we ended up getting 28,000 signatures before I, I just pushed pause. So it could be fired back up. But we got 28,000 in five days. So that's 28,000 times, I think, 14 emails are in there. So it's like 392,000 emails or something. If they, I don't know if they sent it each time. I think they sent it in groups again, but they have never seen anything like it. <laughs> and I'm sure they were like, um, maybe we shouldn't, what's going on here? You know, we're getting some pushback on this like we've never seen. So, and again, I just think it was, it was an action item that was created that was so easy to, for everybody to take part in, whether you were in an organization or not, it just, we just made it easy. Right. Um, and then beyond that, it's a, it's a cool tool. Everybody was writing comments on why they signed the petition. And it was, I would say 90% of it was really pushing um, science-based wildlife management, like as right. a reason for, you know, for, for opposing this. Um, then, which is, which is insane, um, people were donating. They ended up donating over $18,500, which all it did was it, it went to change.org. So change.org would email blast this petition to to everybody. They would put it on the front page of change.org. They would advertise it to, I, I don't know how they did it exactly, but all that money <laughs> in that short amount of time, that was just a donation, went to blast, you know, blasting this this petition out. So I think there's a lot to be learned there as far as what people were willing to you know, to donate to and, and, you know, giving people an easy way to take action. Um, I think it amounted, it really amounted to something. Yeah. And we're doing it well, again. So we have another one and there's a trapping ban in, in New Mexico proposed. Okay. And again, back to what kind of what you were saying before, where people were like, you know, they look at trapping as like, well, I definitely don't. There's definitely a small percentage of, of, of hunters who, who take part in trapping, but that's not the point. Is it, is it an effective, um, wildlife management tool has the, has fish and wildlife in New Mexico came out and said, we shouldn't do this anymore. No, it's a ballot box initiative. And in fact, um, Josh, the article on, on how they ran this hearing, I don't know if you read it, but I have not seen that. They gave whoever is, is, is leading this charge, um, basically gave the anti-hunting sponsor all of the time to talk and nobody else got any other time to talk. It's just, it's so out of whack. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, on that right now, we have, I think it's at 10,000 um, signatures. And um, and that's also people have donated, I don't know, it's probably close to $4,000 now on that. So we are trying to, because again, it affects everything. Their foot's on the ladder. I don't know what step you're on, but you need to realize they're on the ladder, you know? So we own all of that as, as, as sportsmen, we own all of yeah, that. Yeah. And they're not, they're not going to stop. It's, it's they not, are not stopping. Like their no. plan is, Oh, well, we're just going to, we're just going to go after trapping and then we'll be, then we'll be okay. Yeah. No, they're going to go after trapping. Then they're going the to go after hanging fruit. Yeah. Then they're going to go after, you know, bear hunting. Then they're going to go after the next thing and they're just going to, one step at a time until yeah. our entire way of life, you know, is gone. Right. Yep. That's the way you have to look at it. That's the way every archery shop, every hunting store, everything, your job, you won't, what do you, you're not going to have anything to sell anymore. No. You know, nobody's going to be in entering animals if they can't go out and harvest them. Right. You can become a, an REI and sell hiking pants or something. Cause maybe we could still do that, but no, that's how everyone I, needs to look at this. Up from the top to the bottom, everybody, every, yeah. so, you know, every single time this comes out, a band comes out, there's no reason why we cannot have every company that sells clothes, every ORG, every, you know, 
all the guys on TV. In fact, the, the, the outdoor channel itself, the sportsman's channel, anything that's anything across the board that is in this industry. And we got to include fishing. We got to get with that yeah. too. A lot of fishermen out we, there. Yeah. We have to come together as one voice and put an end to this. I think we can't. I really do. And it's not just about having the numbers. I, I think the best way I'd like to put all these ORGs and, and everything that, that exists because of the, because of the opposition, the goal should be to put them all out of business because we don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's a, that's never going to happen, but you understand what I'm saying. That's what we got to shoot for. Absolutely. I mean, that, yeah, their end goal is, is eliminating us completely. Ours should yeah. be the same. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It should be. And it has to be the mentality. And we have, you know, it's 2021. I don't think we're using on our side. I don't think we're using technology in, in the most effective, efficient way that we can. Um, I think the other side does, does a better job at it, but yeah, you know, no reason why we can't. Absolutely. Well, and, and you just proved it worked. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was round one. We're not going to win everything, but it, it, it did something hundred percent. Yeah. It was, it was on, it was, it was something that hadn't been done before. It was unseen, you know, from, yeah. um, we, we went up to, uh, um, you know, meat eater and, and Jim Shockey and, you know, I don't know. You, I don't even know where it went, but it, you know, I find out more and more like, wow, this person was, this person was talking about it. This person yeah. was, was advertising it. And it wasn't just the petition. It was do this, do this, do this. Also, here's a petition. Here's a tool. So yeah. you're reading this, here's something you can take action on right now, no matter where you are. Well, I know uh, one of the things that, that I've been involved with a little bit and, and COVID kind of kiboshed some, some plans is, uh, you know, the NRA has their hunters leadership forum mm -hmm. and they've done a, a tremendous amount of research on, you know, what, what a 36 year old, you know, female from New York thinks about hunting or a 42 year old male from Texas. And, and they did a huge um, study on this to try to find the ground between, you know, if, if you're a hunter, there's, there's not going to be, we're never going to win over an anti hunter. They, they have their own little agenda and they're not open to learning about, you know, facts and, and, you know, the science-based reasons for what we do, what right. we do, why. Right. However, most people are not anti-hunters. Exactly. A majority of our population are non-hunters, which are not for us or against us. And what we do as hunters in our messaging and our social media and everything that we do has an effect on non-hunters. And some right. of the things do brings them to our side. Hey, here's, there's been a huge push lately for the, you know, Hey, here's a great source of organic protein, man, that, that resonates with a lot of people. And so that brings people to our side. And then there's other things that push people to the other side. And so they've done a bunch of research and, uh, Peter Churchburn over there is, is heading that up and, and they have some really good messaging that I think when it comes to, to examples like this, that we can all utilize that. And their, their goal is to get it out. It's not for just the NRA. They want to get it out to everybody so that we're, like you say, one voice all across the nation, whether it's trapping, whether it's hunting, whether it's fishing, we all band together to make a, a united stand. And uh, so I'm, I'm anxious to see more out of them. I know, I, I know COVID shut down. They had a, a leadership workshop in, I think it was going to be in Denver and they had to postpone that. And, and there, I, I expect some really good things will be ver very relevant to this conversation out of them moving forward too. And as far as hunting, using science-based wildlife management, angling, all of that, it is protecting wildlife within that box is apolitical. And, and I think that's also another thing that we need to work on it. I know plenty of it, it just in the last couple of days, um, I've, I've been made aware of things I just wasn't aware of, but I had, I do know plenty of Democrats who hunt. Okay. And I think a lot of people were like, Oh really? Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, like just keep it in that box. Doesn't matter any, you know, 
you don't have to talk about anything else because we're we're trying to protect wildlife here. So given, especially in, in California, well, in any of these states where the Humane Society is going to sponsor a bill, they're probably going to go, they generally go after a, try to get a, a Democratic senator. So what I'm trying to do is get the Democratic sportsmen here in California to, because they are, they are the constituency, to voice their concerns that they to make you know make their senators aware of science-based wildlife management they don't want ballot box legislation um they're offended that you know you would think we could be convinced by the humane society to um you know to base this off of emotions and not on science because that, that it goes that goes against what as a political party we we say to everybody you know so um and there's and I've gotten really good feedback on this. Like nobody's been offended or anything. And and then I was made aware of of these Facebook pages. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I was just like, huh, wow, this is going to be interesting that I've been invited to now. And it's um, what is it like, liberal hunters of North America? And I'm like, all right, let's see what let's see where this goes. And listen, I'm not going to get in an argument with them because we're not arguing about it. We're not arguing about anything else. It's just like, yeah, we're liberal. This is our personal opinion. All right, you're, but we hunt and we love hunting and we actually want it to be, we, we understand that this needs to be science-based. I'm like, okay, right on. This is what we need. And so it was news to me, right? But um, it's, it's, you know, it's working. And within the box of, of hunting and what we want to accomplish, we all have to come together. It's not a Republican thing or a Democrat thing. Um, that's that's left to everything else we have to talk about. But as far as what we're doing here, protecting wildlife, we have to come together. There's so many. There's I know so many. You know, people on all sides it takes all kinds. Yeah. Well, we we definitely encourage everyone to work together on behalf of hunting all across yeah. America because right. we right. need. You know, we we can't afford to be partisan on this. We can all have our right. opinion, but we need to come together for for the issues like this that are not the right issue. You know, um, it, and it's interesting because a lot of times where there's been a reduction in hunting opportunities or some of the time hunters are bringing those to the table saying, hey, you know what? Our populations over here have, have taken a hit. Maybe we should reduce the number of tags until it comes back. Mm -hmm. And those are the things where we self-regulate that, that no one sees. No one outside the hunting community sees that. And um, I don't know. It's I, I think there's an opportunity right now for everybody to to have an unprecedented, you know, reason to come together to support all types of hunting and outdoor recreation. Yeah, and, and people don't appreciate being misinformed or lied to either. So specifically with this bear bill, they they said it the, the bill ends uh, aims to end trophy hunting, <laughs> which is already which is already illegal in this state and I think in most states because you cannot you have to take the meat out. Right. So that's fishing game code 4403 or whatever the heck it is. So completely misleading. The optics were showing a sow with cubs, which that's illegal to kill a sow with that's cubs. Illegal. That's called you poaching, know. not hunting. Yeah, exactly. So and that's the thing. They asked those questions. Are you against this? Yes. OK, well, that stuff's already illegal, though. So you're trying to right. they're, just, they're misleading people. It's they they cannot base these anti hunting measures off of the truth. And we have to know that and we have to know why and we have to be able to explain it. But yeah. again, I don't think their constituency would appreciate being lied to and misinformed. So, I mean, really, I'm, you know, I want to turn it on them. So, yeah, play, the, play their own game here. <laughs> Go ahead. You're, you're kind of writing the script. If you're going to keep writing stupid stuff like that. You know, I mean, that was almost too easy. I imagine the next one's going to be better, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, let's hope there's not another one. But when there is, know mm -hmm. that. We're there to, to stand up and, and, uh, and fight alongside you. So here's, a, you know, here's one question that we, we ask all of our guests on the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're out there, be it bear hunting or, or uh, pig hunting or whatever, what is one thing that you take along in your pack that's maybe a non-traditional item that you just find yourself unable to live without in the field? Man. I don't know if I do. <laughs> Let me think. Um, something that I wouldn't need for hunting that I take along with me. Um, geez, man. I don't know. I don't, I think I got it. 
I got it narrowed down to where I'm only taking what I need. <laughs> right. I'd have to really think about that. I don't know. Maybe, you know, it, sometimes I, I, I'm like, all right, I got to wear a special hat, a certain hat. Like it's going to give me luck or certain oh, yeah. or something like that. You know, it's probably something like that. I'll usually pack a little when I'm making a decision about, okay. you know, what to bring. And it's like, oh yeah, this hat, this hat's going to bring me good luck. It's probably something like that. I don't think there's an item I bring with me that's that, that isn't going to help me. Now I probably pack too much. I always do that. I'm definitely not a lightweight packer. I like to be prepared for everything, which is usually about 30 pounds extra, but yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think I do. Well, well, we can accept lucky hat as your answer. Okay. Or underwear. All right. Or yeah, we're gonna go with the hat. I think. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not sure how underwear could be considered lucky. So we're just gonna yeah. stick with the hat. Got it. Got it. Um. Well, hey, I I really appreciate you taking some time today to to be here. You know, we we enjoyed having you on the on the program, and we wish you continued success as you fight for all of our rights out on the hunting arena. And know that that we here at Pope and Young are are here to support you and uh, and let us know how we can help on the next one. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, once we get this thing going, um, so you know, like to, to be clear, I'm not starting like an ORG that just another one that people can sign up for. That's not it whatsoever. But I do want to start something that streamlines everybody together um, and is basically a booster for what already exists out there. Um, so everybody can use a common tool to get things done. So that's that's kind of the first step. And I'll certainly, of course, you know, let you know about that and see what we can do to to, to help each other out there. I, I really appreciate yeah. it. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us today. We sure enjoyed having you on. And and uh, this, is, this is something that all of our members need to know about and need to realize is if it hasn't hit your state yet, it will. It's just a matter of time. Right. So, well, thanks for being with us today and, uh, and keep up the good fight. Thank you, Jason and Dylan.